So welcome to this episode 17 of the North Invasion podcast. Uh, it's just the two of us, me and Liam Watt this time. Uh, Stu and Scott couldn't make it. Uh, it's just a quick interview to have with Liam. I've said quick now and it's probably not going to be. Uh, just with his recent performance with his Nagash list. So Liam, do you want to just give us a quick recap on yourself and how you came to be? The champion of 2018 or 2019 so far. I, uh, I'm Liam. I'm playing AOS since uh, December 2016. Now uh, I played eighth edition before it, uh, but I took a gap when End Times came out until obviously quite uh, this is the first December of Age of Sigmar. Uh, Kevin Lowe in our scene was very kindly gave me a, a introductory game of AOS, and I fell in love there and bought the underpointed farmcast at the time uh, when they were in MoComp, uh, which was good. Uh, just, again, just been playing since then at pretty much every event I can, and uh, obviously local with the guys uh, in Aberdeen. We've got quite... we've Our scene goes up and down on the amount of players, but we're all, there's always there's always someone you can get in game with and have a good laugh with. Uh, quite well in the last year... Uh, event wise top 10 I think most events that I went to uh, a large event face hammer I was 14th uh, with quite a few different armies uh, within the year uh, as well looking at uh, obviously settling down on the amount of armies I do over the next uh, year and a half sort of thing and hopefully get obviously good results still that is great. And you talked about last year finishing top 10 in pretty much every event that you went to. But you went to every event almost. Like, how many events did you go to last year for the in Northern one, rankings one, alone? Two, and then... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There was ten events put into the bad, uh, the bad dice rankings uh, that I was at. Obviously, that didn't include Northern Invasion. Uh, sorry, Six Nations. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, either. Six Nations as well. It's crazy, and then Masters wouldn't be on it either. Masters is on it. That. There was an Aberdeen local as well. So I think I, f- I finished off on 14 yeah. events. So more events than there was months in the year, and the majority yeah. of them you had to travel, what's about three and a bit hours or something from Aberdeen? Two and a half to Stirling, yeah. Two and a half to Stirling. So a five-hour journey for a one-day event as well, because you did that mm-hmm. a few times. Now, very yeah. dedicated. Uh, so last year has been... Named by some, not me, of course, as the year of the bridesmaid. We were talking a little bit before we started uh, recording as well, but what actually wasn't that many second place finishes. There was a few. There was enough for you to be up there on the podium that wasn't first place. That uh, it was almost like you were cursed to never get that gold. So how did it feel when you finally got it, uh, Tempest, which is I think the biggest event we've had in Scotland for a two day. Was it? Northern was Invasion it bigger? Northern year. Vision was Northern bigger. Northern Vision yeah. was 42 last year. So uh, but still close. It was, what, 40? Yeah. yeah. It was thir- so, 38, wasn't it, in the end? 
or 40? 38, 38 yeah. or 40, I'm not sure. But um, now how did it feel? Relieving. Uh, get that, get that, uh, that bridesmaid's uh, sash off my my shoulder <laughs> and claim my prize as I obviously screamed with joy at the holding the sword. That yeah, that photograph's quite, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> quite happily on my uh, living room wall at the moment. Uh, I it was de- no, it was definitely it was a a great relief uh, as much as it is hard hard work paid off. I was gonna as, say uh, all the travels you did paid off. All the all the long trips up and down the country to events yeah. you finally managed to get the gold so that's pretty cool and um, so before we go any further maybe just go over the the list itself uh, for those that don't know see if we can put it in the show notes as well but um if you want to just take everybody through it including artifacts command points drops and stuff like that are you just looking for a copy of it now <laughs> So, yeah, I've got a copy here. It is the Grand Host and the Gash. Uh, I have the Gash as my general. He has the spells Overwhelming Dread, uh, Pinions, and Vile Transference. Uh, I have a Necromancer uh, with the Fade and Vigor spell, a Garden of Souls uh, with Mortality Glass, which has also the Balefire Lantern as his item, a uh, unit of 40 skeletons of spears, uh, two units of five direwolves. Thirty Grimgasts, the and then some endless spells to finish off. I have the Ether Void Pendulum, the Geminids, uh, and the Umbral Spell Portal coming in at nineteen fifty, giving me that free command point at the end. Oh, very good. So it's slightly different your list now from what it was at Tempest. Um, yeah, you made a couple of little tweaks to to spells yeah. and, that, yeah. and the artifacts. From, you know. Obviously, talking to yourself and. Obviously, I think the Just Play guys obviously mentioned some things that they would obviously have changed. I kind of went back to the drum board sort of thing of just, uh, it was good, really good at Tempest. Just trying to see on ways of making it, pardon me, better was the idea. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it t- that was the list at Hammer, This uh, obviously. At Tempest, I had the Amar- Amaranthian Orb on the Gash, and then I had the Ether Quartz brooch on the uh, Garden of Souls instead. Yeah. Uh, both those changes were made due to when I played some games, I had more command points than I had things to do with them. At uh, one point, I think when I played League, I had four on turn four, uh, three. Yeah, there's just no Because <laughs> at that point, I just wasn't doing anything with them. The Realm of Life, this the commandable isn't great, like, great either for me. So... Uh, I switched to Belfar Lantern to give me that greater defense with obviously the minus one to wound. Stacking obviously that with Fade and Vigor makes it minus two. If you get Fade and Vigor off twice, it's obviously minus three. And I know if you get Overwhelming Dread off, plus the gem is going through things, minus two to hit, minus two or three to wound Yeah. against key units is just so good. That's a really defensive setup as opposed to the more aggressive setup that you had before. Mm-hmm. I don't think either is better. In a vacuum, but and like you've, it's clear that you've reacted to what you experienced at Tempest, and you've made a couple of changes to to make it better. Yeah, which is probably what a lot of the top players tend to do. They don't make sweeping changes to their list. Yeah. I know you did a few times last year from event to event, mm-hmm. completely different armies. But a lot of the times when people find something that works and go for one, just make the little changes to make it a little yeah. bit better and adapt. So that's really cool to see. 
Um, you've been playing Death now for last. The first event you properly took them to was North Invasion last year, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was pretty much the same list. Do you think there's anything that's changed in the meta that's like allowed you to have a, a different result with the same list? Because you went four one, which is still a really good result. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything? Was it maybe the comp at North Invasion, like the weather tables? We or? didn't have the big thing was is we didn't have full realms uh there obviously you chose the realm you were from and each wizard got a spell mm-hmm. obviously i was death at the time so i had the ethereal spell on the gash the uh, minus one to hit spell i think on the necromancer and then the immune to spells one on the garden of souls back then yeah uh and i wasn't i didn't use fade and vigor i was playing with spectral grasp back then obviously trying to get that to work fully for me uh because obviously I think I played four rounds on that death table. The big massive uh, which had scenery. The massive piece of scenery, which was easily 12 by 12. Uh, also didn't play with the realm spells as much back then. I was only playing with the portal. I had shackles and the palisades, which both weren't doing anything for me. I was back then playing 1900 instead of going to the 1950s. So I was obviously playing with less uh, endless spells. Yeah. I just, I, I really enjoy Pendulum uh, at the moment. Obviously, we've been talking this last couple of days that that new Crazy Horses spell is yeah. gonna be is gonna be the one I think for Nagash. Just to, I always feel when I've played Nagash is I struggle to put damage at far because obviously there is there's no shooting, and I yep. just feel that most armies have like skinks or heart renders and that that just do little hit in here sort of shooting attacks. They don't obviously wipe things. That's either. You take your list designed to wipe things with shooting or you do it to knock off edges. And I think that corpse horses is is the spell that is just going to flip away at units constantly. Uh, if you get that off turn one and you've went second, it goes through their army or like yeah. say it goes through five units. You're averaging on one unit, one wound units. You're going to do four mortal wounds per unit if they're one wound uh, infantry. And then you do, if you obviously go to the turn... And obviously, you don't get the double. You've obviously got this ability to then, if it's ten man units or twenty man units, they're average losing seven models, which is to some well, twenty man units. Dice, that's isn't a lot. It? It's five dice, any six, six D three. Three, yeah. Uh, but again, you're if against one wound infantry, your average of four out of five, like that that last one is either a one or six if you go with your bang averages. But that's really cool spell. I think uh, it, Geminids was one of the ones people all started taking as well because the, the long range and then the movement allowed mm-hmm. you to reach out and touch stuff and applies a little debuff as well. Yeah. But this just seems to be Geminids on crack a little bit. Like, it doesn't give you the debuffs. But you don't really need the debuffs. Like, you've already got the minus You've got them in your spells, yeah. You've got them in Overwhelming Dread. So, no, I think, uh, I think we'll definitely see that as a, a change. So do you think that's maybe why Nagash is doing so well right now. Like we've seen in the kind of the southern meta, if, if you will, like down in England and even over in America, all the legions of Nagash lists that we're seeing tend to be moving away from Nagash. You're seeing Double Dragon, Arcan Sacrament builds, Legion of Blood. Not really seen Nagash podium other yeah, than our seen, events up I here. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen Nagash. Like everything, like like you says, everyone seems to be coming away from him and going double dragon or something. I think that is literally when you look at, like it's been talked about before that Death has very little actual 
good units in their book. Mm-hmm. And obviously the 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 line in the skies or the star sort of thing was Grimgast's being able to just slide into the army like it did. Uh, but I think you could do well without the Grimgast, like you say, but I think like you say, you need the drag you need the hard hitter. I still think you need magic strength. I think Arkan example or Reknor or anything like that. I do think you still need the the caster that can either cast yeah. two to three spells. Do you think people are just maybe scared to throw Nagash into where he needs to be, like they do with the dragons? So that's 800 points of your army in one place. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you've got enough strength elsewhere with the Battleshock community and the reroll save rolls of one to not have to commit Nagash? Whereas with the double dragons, you're almost wanting to throw them down your opponent's throat while they've still got to deal with sort of like Grimgas Reapers and stuff. Do you think Nagash is better, or do you think it's just a completely different playstyle? It's a total different playstyle. Yeah. I feel, I think, as, I, as I've, I actually even mentioned this in the, uh, our local chat this week, is I feel that Nagash and the other Mortarks get a real hurt for having to be their general and lose their command trait to their army, while Alariel and Marathi and that are all getting around this. Mm-hmm this debuff that forces them they could like if if honestly if you could play nagash in an army as much as it obviously it doesn't sound smart but if he could not be the general and you could take a vampire lord and zombie dragon that could then take the the lord of nagashir so you get plus one attack on death rattle and mm-hmm. then still have the theater lamb on him you just see i think you'd see it more like i would easily take that more if I was able to, if not take, if I could take Nagash, but take someone else as my general, general just to get yeah. access to the traits, because the traits are really strong between all the legions. They all, each one of them has like one or two shining star options, and I feel that obviously death get scuppered slightly when we have to take our heroes, like our our special hero uh, characters or unique uh, heroes. Uh, because obviously they then have to be the general, and then obviously you can't take the wrong Motark in yeah. the certain legion, because then you have to take the other one, which then is forced to be your general, which is quite... Uh, it's weird that we're that way, while Archeon, example, can walk around the board and not really care about not being general, and uh, well, Marathi, and obviously Marathi's commandability only works if she's general. But I, uses it, though. <laughs> I think you would see a lot less Hagnar armies with Marathi if she had to be the general because you wouldn't get the command trait to give you the five plus. Yeah. Death save. Uh, well, death save. And the same with, see it. It definitely same with limits Valarian. creativity, doesn't yeah. it? Like, it does. like it... all the lists tend to write themselves now because you have to have these big key characters as your general, or you can't include one of them mm. unless you've got another one as the general. So you can't yeah. have Neferata and Sacrament unless you've got Arcan as the general. You're 700 points down in each other legion if you want to take the other Mortark. Yeah. No, I, 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 get, I get where you're coming at. It's not like it's bad, though, because they're doing really well. <laughs> yeah. They're still winning it's, events. It's just weird there. that we're forced to go down that road while these other books... Obviously, it might change. That might change, obviously, with obviously rumours of all the old books getting an update. So Sylvaneth might get redone, and Elariel will actually yeah. be forced to be our general. Rather, than, Again, it's just seeing things like Spirit of Durthu as a general, getting to take this trait that gives everyone plus one charge, even for Elariel sitting at the back of the board, obviously not giving the giving the charge sort of thing she's not leading the army yeah so i guess we could like we've talked about what you struggle with with regards to list building 
with the faction and mm. trying to settle on the list. Like, what do you think that Nagash struggles with? Why do we think people are starting to move away from Nagash and go to Double Dragons? Is it maybe the threat of the the gun line coming back? Like, we've already seen a couple of people talking about Carriage and Overlords. We're seeing these four ballista lists. Like, four ballistas at max range has got to put at least a decent amount of damage into Nagash to threaten even taking them. Like, how many spells does he go down to when he's at half health? Like, what, what does his casting it's power... Five, isn't it? yeah. It's five and it's plus two, I think. Plus two and minus one. Uh, plus yeah. one to unbind or something. Like, yeah. do you think that's maybe a reason? Like, give them more targets for Nagash. You can take two dragons. It's two targets. One of them is ethereal, which Nagash doesn't get access to. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Nagash, Nagash favours the realms. Uh, with the access to the realm spells, it makes them a lot better in matchups. Yeah. That you normally wouldn't like getting access to like life, death, and I would say shadow are these three favorite realms mm-hmm. for me, just because you get access to either being minus one to hit, healing yourself with extra spells, ethereal, immune to spells, which is again if you just want to play that game where someone can't do anything. Again, if you versus the scene charmy that was designed around like two lords of change and all the the duplicitous host or something that uh, does all the magic. You could just sit in the gash, and then even with failing your unbind, you could still go. Well, you can't actually hit me with those spells, which is so powerful. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine the gash into a zinch list where, like, I think there's a little trick you can do with zinch, isn't it? Where you don't even need to be in. Well, it's everybody. You don't need to be in range to cast a spell. Yeah. So you can just cast your spells and if they're successful you get summoning points and then the yeah. gash is wanting to cast the spells get stuff out like yeah. maybe maybe we'll see zinch come back if people go crazy magic heavy frostart but... phoenixes are the other one <laughs> yeah exactly. uh, again, I've, I've played against i've played against the frosties and i just learned that the gash only needs free spells off only cast what you need yeah and you only cast what you need you don't quite often i'm like looking through my pile of realm spells and going or my own spells i'm like what do I want to do? I have four spells left. What? It's like you're turn three or something. You're in the combat. You can only do so much damage, sort of thing. The opponent's not in range. You're like, do I want to do anything else? Like, because you also still have two casters. Yeah. I think as much as people say the strength of Nagash, I still see Nagash as being a thousand points because, because I, you're you have spells, to take yeah. the two heroes. You have to take the two heroes to to give them the spells. Which if you take a two necromancers, he's a thousand twenty. If you take Necromancer Guardian, it's 1050. It's half your list designed around a god being in your... That's the whole argument as well, isn't it? It's gods versus yeah. men sort of in the game, while Nagash is obviously in the game so strong in the uh, the spells and magic. But again, they've made magic be so important now. It was only a matter of time. Like again, like you say, Legion of Sacrament, uh, obviously the Legion of Blood obviously has been doing quite well I see uh, lately I've not played with Vordry for example I've not played with him uh, and I, I quite liked it I just obviously only have the one dragon so I can only yeah. at the moment play with the one it's a really uh, cool list it's a cool idea as well you've got mm-hmm. this ethereal dragon that yeah. you can pile in twice with with its extra mm-hmm. attacks and just have it grind stuff out <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot of damage it's a shame um, that Vordry isn't a vampire lord I yeah. think that's still the biggest downside of him, uh, really. So do you think there's, like, what scares you then? So I take it you wouldn't be scared about going into a matchup, like, maybe not Anvils of the Heldenhammer, but 
540 points of go away Nagash with the four ballistas and an ordinator or a carriage and overlord loads and loads of sky hooks do you think the, normal the rest thing of with, your army just runs forward and runs over it or your normal normally with those armies is that they're high drops i've noticed with shooting yeah, armies definitely. because they can't fit themselves into formations very easily the only one is ko because they come out of boat which... even without the boat we're not even seeing it that much i think that most ko are out dropped by Nagash at the moment and a lot of the Stormcast gun lines are about twelve drops or something. Yeah. So now you're right there. You can just set it up that you like you say, you drop the portal, overwhelming dread. If you're lucky you get it off twice. If you don't, it's once. You do the portal with obviously the necromancer or someone, because obviously you're versus in KO, they don't have spe- casters. They can't stop your spell. No, they can't stop it, yeah. So you just go with the necromancer. If you get the portal off you don't you do, you don't, then you just cast Geminids with your second one. If you're on the line and then you just move that through as well and you go well that's minus uh hmm, does geminids attack affect shooting attacks as well as melee? yeah it's minus one to hit and minus one attack it doesn't specify melee i'm pretty oh, sure cool. it doesn't anyway but do you like what about an encounter within 30 inches of nagash then so we've already talked about the fact that they are uh going to be more drops in you so nagash will need to be on the table before they need to drop an encounter mm. are you still able to apply all of your debuffs if you have to backboard edge nagash for example to get out of range of a 30 inch auto dispel you get one you get one spell they can only they can only block they can only either block the portal or they block something that goes through the portal yeah with an encounter unless they take more than one encounter which i haven't you're seen starting to see yet. That's actually, I, I, I think Les Martin's list is double encounter, and the guy that was uh, going into day three at LVO mm-hmm. with the Star Drake was a double encounter as well. But it's not really a gun line, I think. With a gun line, you struggle to have the points left over yeah. after you spend 540 points on ballistas. But Yeah. Well, um, that's the point is they either, when you verse like one encounter, it matters what realm you're in then as well, because mm-hmm. they can only stop so much. You can stack your list to either force these uh like again because i have obviously the garden of souls and things like that you can use the grim guys you can push them out if you're 18 apart you can obviously get that charge off quite easily and all of a sudden grim gas pound attacking twice because they can either block van hells they block portal or they block a realm spell with the encounters unbind well auto unbind it's which then he can then only do that he can only block one spell and he either auto unbinds it or he tries to roll so when it comes to playing the mission, gun lines always tend to struggle as well, don't they? Yeah. So the Stormcast, I think, are still the strongest because they can just drop their ballistas out of the sky. Yeah. Which I think a lot of And people, relocate them as well. Yeah. A lot of people always go for the turn one, try and kill him, which I don't see why you try and kill him turn one, because you don't then know what you can obviously put him on the back like put him on the like again it's his job to make an error if the nagash player is then making an error you've you've won or you can yeah. take full swing advantage of it if you're they have to more think but if you just deploy your whole arm in the board or your whole gun line like four ballistas right next to each other nagash can go all right well i can get myself out of either range though i'll never go into half range because you're obviously on the board yeah and then he'll just go you have to be lucky as much as it is four four shots what hitting on twos you i think get um, ones. you would be That's... hit on twos yeah you'd be hitting on twos you could four maybe get it to hitting on ones as well but yeah, yeah four, four d6 shots and you're re-rolling it's it's not likely to take them off at long range but yeah. your other heroes and stuff even if mm. they're minus one to hit 
you can still be hitting them on threes or in one of the enclaves, I think, uh, twos. Mm. Like, I, I take it, it, the worry would be that you would lose your supporting heroes and you would be left with Nagash, a couple of less spells. So if you lost your Van Hells, if you lost your ability to retreat and charge with the Mortality Glass, or in the, in, and then you've still got to deal with the Sequiturs as well, haven't you? Because yeah. they're probably going to have a big block of 20 of them. In the time I've played with Death, no one has ever shot a necromancer. <laughs> they just don't. I don't know he's why they actually, don't. Like... Yeah, I don't know why people don't take the chance. All right, he's minus one hit. He has the ability to turn a four-up pass on wounds. Pass over wounds, yeah. But you're going to do it. And he has literal no way of healing unless you're close for a Van ha- uh, Val's Transference. Val's Transference. And even if you don't get the damage through to him, he's passing it off to another unit that you yeah. probably want to kill anyway. So yeah. I found it as well. I played Nagash for almost the full of last year and nobody ever shot the necromancer so um no so stormcast potentially a threat it's a difficult situation an uncomfortable position to be in if you're playing against something yeah unlike it, it definitely, as much as it is it's missions like better part of valor obviously everyone knows death don't really like that mission well yeah. uh grand host nagash doesn't really like that mission just can't Staying with, enough to really yeah the auto loss it's just a horrible mission. Again, it just it shouldn't like be. Said, it game, should be right? gone. It should be yeah. gone. Yeah, <laughs> or make it that you can only burn your opponent. Still, I don't like the idea. You can burn yours on theirs. Burn your own. Yeah. Yeah. You, could, you can maybe only burn yours on turn five, sort of thing, because obviously you then get the fifteen out of them or whatever it is. Uh, but you should only be able to burn your opponent's ones or one per turn, which means you'd only be able to burn five in the game. The idea I had as well was like you get points for how many turns you've held each objective so you don't mm-hmm. burn them but if like you held three objectives at the end of turn one you would you would write down three yeah. you just get like one point for it very much like then... if you place the power exactly. yeah, with units yeah. yeah as long as you keep control of them you're going to keep getting points yeah i just i it's just horrible to play i haven't i've only played it once with death which was my sacrament but i fluffed that game and then obviously lost on turn you, you one. Were in, you were in the position to, to win it turn one. And yeah. It's still a horrible position to be in because you feel yeah. as if you have to do this. So I have to you have to do it. If you don't do it, like again, I played a Daughters of Cain army that then lost like a third of its army turn one and that's was still, still able to table me, <laughs> which is still insane, but that's, yeah. that's Daughters for you. Uh, you think Daughters gives Nagash a run for his money? Like with or without Marathi, both very different playstyles, but like not as much they, as they used to. Pain in the ass. <laughs> not as much, honestly, not as much as you, they used to, because I think people are going away from them in general. I just, I again, example, I I hate the snakes more than the witch elves. I can deal with witch elves. Like the snakes just yeah. have that ability of obviously mortal. mortal you can't throw Nagash into them uh, and just hold them up at one end, like. Witch elves, if they're like seven models wide, you could just pop Nagash at an end and he'll just chew through them after a while and they only get like maybe nine, ten into you, which obviously yeah. is still a lot of dice, but you're going to debuff them before you go into them so they're not so bad. But the snake's being able to just go, oh, well, that's a mortal wound. That's another mortal wound. Just constantly, it would just, it's just too hard to deal with. Yeah. And then I think the only other thing that I wanted to, to bring up as well, just because I play the faction, but how do you feel about the double turn into high tide with Deacon? When we've already talked about the fact that Nagash is 
essentially over a thousand points when you take into account the heroes and the um the cost of himself and your endless spells mm-hmm. and deep can have the ability to pile an attack with every attack before you get a chance to react and get into some crazy situations how do you feel about having to lose 30 grim ghasts 40 skeletons some direwolves and just be left with your heroes going into turn two and having to spend command points to bring stuff back and like is that a threat as well because yeah, it, it definitely, definitely seems like it uh again deep can really rely on the charge which yep. is their biggest weakness i think obviously everyone knows that they, they have to charge to do their max to, damage yeah. uh which again if you can again because they play so wide you always know play you normally see them there's they're nine wide i see it in pictures all the time of people playing them if you are able to just tag them at one end three maybe get into you four at most yeah three or four is what i've found if i get uh, tagged into the side and then either they're going to be debuffed and they can't kill the thing that's tagged them. And then they're stuck. Obviously, you can electric shock it if you wish. If you uh, do that to Mars. Deep, can you know that you're, they're not going to do anything for the next turn because they yeah. will retreat. They're not going to stay in that situation yeah. if they've not got good frontage. So, yeah. yeah, that can be an absolute pain. I definitely think that Nagash still has the advantage there, but there will be situations where the stars align and you, you don't want to give full frontage for charges and stuff. Mm-hmm. I take it those are really the only things that give Nagash pause at the moment. Like, Deep I think Deep Stormcast, can, I think, Deep can, I, I think Stormcast aren't as big on the list unless it's ev- Evocators are more of a fear for Nagash than yeah. what Sequitors are. Sequitors don't do enough damage, is in my honest opinion. Right. Uh, because, well, obviously you play the 60 of them, but then... Well, they do against the Grims, I, I suppose, don't they? Like, they get the... Is it just re-rolls they get against Nighthawk? No, on sixes, on unmodified sixes, they, they do D3 attacks instead. Right, But okay, again, yeah. I can still de- you can still debuff them to a point where they're either wounding you on fives. Fives is a minimum, because obviously Belfire Lantern and hmm. Fading Vigor, and then you're making them minus two to hit. Then fives and fives, I know from playing, like, Grimgas and that, when you get someone does that to you, that doesn't go through them. No. And, uh... Again, if you make them then reroll hits, they're not going to be able to reroll saves. And uh, again, without castling buffs and things like that, they're a lot easier to take off. Yeah, that's it's more again they rely on their support of heroes. It's just the same idea as what Nagash relies on his Nagash. As much as it's it's an army of Nagash and he's two or three support heroes, and then your point fillers and what you like, you can take the fifty grim gas or sixty grim gas is what I've seen some people take. That or is, 90. Yeah. <laughs> well, not with the gash, unfortunately. No, not with the uh, gash. But 60, 60 Grimgast does it. Uh, again, I've I've played the 50 Grimgasts last week. Actually, I just I don't see it doing as well as having the 40 Skeletons or the 40 Chain Rasps, whatever you prefer. Yeah. I just... I feel that... I, you, I feel you can only buff and protect one unit of Grimgasts. Uh, which obviously normally you'd make the 30 better. Yeah. And then the 20 is kind of just left to try and survive, I feel. Obviously, Mars, what you you take as uh, allies and things. Uh, well, Mars, what you take as your, uh, your filler sort of thing or your heroes. You can obviously, like, you could make... But again, you're probably going to want to stack Necromancers, Van Hells, and the Vampire Lord, if you take him, for example, plus one to hit, plus one attack. You want to stack that on the 30-man block. Yeah, but then your twenty-man block is just all it's going to have is the the Nagash buff of uh, 
healing because you're not again if you're in the realm of fire you're not going to all of a sudden make the other the unit 20 you're not just going to all of a sudden give them infernal blades and stoke rage you're going to still want to stack it onto that 30 man block and i just feel that a 20 man block of grimgast doesn't really do as much 220s is fine because i see obviously a lot of death players playing with that right now i think that's totally fine but i think i prefer the 30 grimgast and the 40 skeletons because the 40 skeletons even without buffs if you roll well or lucky, they will do a lot more damage against no no save units, which seems to be the way the game's going. Again, with the Skaven book coming out, looking at the Skaven book and looking at the Feck book, still two armies that don't have better than a four-up armor. Yeah, no, the, the glass cannons, aren't they? Like I, I played with skeletons for a while. Your necromancer plus attacks if you have the vampire. They do so much damage, but anything hits them, they just crumble. Yeah. But then you bring them back. <laughs> you yeah. spend the command point, get as long them back as they somewhere don't die, else. As long as they're... I actually prefer... I, again, you can only heal one unit really fully. Like yeah. the grave sites and that. The you the can only sites. ever really heal one unit. And if, again, if you're 30 and you're 20 Grimgas, take damage. And because you're immune to Battleshock, you can't just let the unit die with a Battleshock check, which is quite often what you would do in like really Sacrament and things. Do, yeah. You'd want to do, so you could just bring them back anyway. Uh, that's sometimes, I think, a downside of Nagash where people... People obviously don't see it as a downside because you're immune to Battleshock, but you, when you've all of a sudden got like two skeletons left, and you're like, <laughs> why can't they die? Oh, that's evil. <laughs> you need to try uh, and regen them all. That's all right. No, I just normally try and kill them with Pendulum or something and just yeah. uh, take them off myself. Uh, but yeah, that's where you struggle at that point is where you're like, I want to do... You want sometimes the unit to just die and you can restart the restart sort of thing rather than being left with like four or five and all of a sudden you're like, I need six good rolls to heal here and to obviously get that unit back up again i've seen it sometimes where i've had five and all of a sudden i've got 21 again uh by the end of the hero phase and people just like shake their heads at you and you're like and you double turn when you get <laughs> and then you double up. turn and it's all back <laughs> no i've been there myself against it and with it and it's yeah. never pleasant well um well moving on then we spoke briefly at the start you won tempest the very start of the year and then you went back to back and won the one there in february hammer of the north is there any particular games that you want to go over like i'm just looking here round one you played john craig who was at the masters mm-hmm. uh, round two you played sean mckechnie who was almost at the masters he was yep. very close uh, then me and you played round three mm-hmm. um and then you went and played well. yeah that was a quick game and then we pl- you played lee martin who was mm. at the Masters, came second. And then you played John Bayliss, who did what you had done so far. Well, I suppose he, yeah. did, he did back-to-back two days, then he did Tempest, yeah. and, and Follow the Old World. The old world yeah. So you didn't play any chumps. There was no chump bashing going on. You went straight no, in, uh, played John Craig. Yeah. Like, is there any games there that you think... Like, I know we spoke a little bit about the John Bayliss game. Almost everybody at the event was trying to coach John Bayless on how to beat you going into it as yeah. well. <laughs> Everyone uh, we also played with the, the rise. I'll speak more of the pack. So Tempest had pool system, yeah. which, as much as I think, favors Nagash, because when we played mission one and it was total conquest, it was total commitment. Total commitment. Uh, sorry, yeah. So no, no reserves. Which is a which is quite a big uh, weakness for a lot of folks say it's a big weakness for death. I don't see it as much because uh, obviously it forces my opponent to be on the board, which is the more yeah. important thing. Uh, Slows your skeletons down, but well, at least you're not in the realm of life and you can't run. That's the that's the, yeah. the bad one. Well, that what realm were we? 
for that um, game. I think. Shaman. Shaman, yeah. So it didn't have a, a massive impact, but you want to have something scoring your objectives anyway mm-hmm. in that turn. So you just score with your skeletons and maybe the necromancer and you just run everything else forward. Um, I think it's quite a good one for Nagash. Where I struggled with my Nagash list was I was playing with two the monsters yeah. and I wanted to be in the middle of the table to cover both. And then I was never getting to choose to go first. And it was just horrible. Yeah. Um, I think that's still the downside of the dragon with Nagash. It's lack of bodies. Yeah, it's lack of bodies. Your opponent can catch you out with like something that's just like skinks and things. If you just, obviously, if you charge like three units and all of a sudden there's a skink unit at the end and you're just like, I can't really, I'll put I'll put this, because the dragons are so flux on hitting, you can't really just go, oh, I'll just, I'll chuck the claws into that and it'll deal with them. Because again, all of a sudden they go, oh, we've rolled four six up saves, we've survived, and then they just run away and then you've got six uh, six skinks to your five direwolves or something. You're like, that's, uh, not, that's so not a point to you as well. The point you're making about the pools and it's quite good for Nagash, do you think that that mission being at the beginning of the tournament before you've had to go through a couple of rounds of Swiss was beneficial or do you think that Nagash can kind of play into almost all of the missions so the fact that you don't have to play a couple that are similar it means, yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna play the way as for me is you don't play two hero missions or even for Nagash loves hero missions but it means you're it means po- people can't build their list to just deal with that sort of mission because again like averagely like like again like one drops and that quite often beat you on like relocation or better part of valor yeah but i think they were both in this i can't remember if they were in the same pool or not well i know that the better part of valor was in the same pool as the one uh, number four yeah and that was in with the other one that you burn as well the other six scorched earth yeah yeah. so you could only ever have to play one of those types of missions yeah quite good yeah, that's what yeah. you're kind of looking at. Is you were looking at, so like again, as you would say, games one and two, you would look at the harder missions coming out of the woodworks for you, or the pools that were harder for you. So again, I was hoping for the better part of Valor of pool to come early, because again, either I could win as hard in an easier map, pardon me, against someone that's not won two or three games before, because obviously the army's not maybe. Uh, to the same level sort of thing because again i played i played john who's obviously went on to a new slaves of darkness army which again it, it was a, it's a nice army it was quite a solid design it just it didn't have enough attacks to put out to deal with gr- the grim gas and the skeleton especially like, debuffed yeah uh yeah slaves of darkness hate being debuffed uh from playing them previously for myself or zinch uh obviously playing the uh the Zinch formation build, uh, the Everchosen yeah. build. Uh, I obviously had the Knights in that as well. And then again, they just, like you say, they would just fluff. They would not do anything. And all of a sudden your whole game plan had gone because you're like, yeah. oh, no. They've, they grind well. They obviously, because they're like three wounds each, they do grind pretty well. Uh, you, again, I think the turns was fine as well because he gave, I can't remember if he gave me turn John. I think it was quite fair balance. I just... He charged the. Uh, I gave him the ability to charge Nagash turn one with his mammoth, and he took it. Mm-hmm. And the mammoth just like you could only reach me with the tusks, but he couldn't hit me with the. So you could hit me with the three inch weapon, but he couldn't hit me with the, the the one or two inch weapon. And then obviously he tried the tusks on him, mortal wound him, but I just popped mortals back at him, and then was like, okay, Nagash swung at him, and I took, 
I took off half his wounds in that first combat with him, and I was like, "Well, That's brutal. You can't, you can't <laughs> now, you can't now kill Nagash because that yeah. was his only, that was his only answer to Nagash and his army." And I was like, oh. "Okay, you're in free inches. That means I don't even have to portal to hand to dust you." And then I did. I had a, <laughs> had a quite at Tempest. I had a quite a good roll. I tempted seven hand of dusts and got all seven to kill dead. I killed oh all God. seven, which is <laughs> it's quite good. It's uh, quite a few of those were through a, a cheeky portal. Uh, don't feel good about that, but again, it's just of course you do. It's, we know what you're a, like. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I do think honestly, it should say that he's in combat with or something. I do think they need to. They could change it, yeah. They could yeah. make it more fun. I think a lot of people are sick and tired of playing. I felt it myself when I played Nagash. They were just mm. sick of having to be in that situation. Mm. Um, like We'll talk about it a little bit when we get to my game, but because I'd played Nagash and I've played against Nagash, I was pre-measuring everything in my first turn to make sure yeah. that that Hand of Dust doesn't work. And if people haven't played against it before and don't give it enough respect... Like I, I think I we talked about eels being nine wide as well. I even double stacked some of my eels so that they couldn't be hand of dusted in the middle. Like you need to give it respect, or it can just do horrible things, and it, it's hard to play into. But going into your game two, I'm just looking on tabletop to right now, which shout out is brilliant. <laughs> um, two thousand kill points to zero. Sean, what happened? <laughs> I just. He couldn't kill anything. Uh, it's because he had know. eighteen of those things, didn't he? The Kadai was he mm. was he playing the Kadai? Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, did you I, just uh, debuff them into oblivion? <laughs> I didn't. I set up the line as quite often against like that sort of thing. I would have just I just set up the skeletons and then had the grim gas behind them, so that he could hit one or the other. But the way he would end up hitting them, he wouldn't get. The full buff, and then I had Nagash on the end, where he would only get like maybe three into Nagash. Mm-hmm. They have no rend, so they kind of obviously I, uh, I didn't have my Belfar Lantern back then. If I did, this would have been obviously a lot uh, better. I geminated through one of them to make them minus one to hit, and the other unit I was able to make a one dice charge for them, because right, uh, okay. obviously they were in range of the Guardian. Uh, so he had to obviously when he flied, he had to spend the command point to get the six, and then. He charged both units of nine in to my skeletons and Grimgas, took off like 16 skeletons with the first unit attacking, which obviously that was the one that was minus one to hit, but he obviously then hit Nagash as well and took two ones off Nagash. And Jeez then up. I hit back and then obviously hit back with the skeletons, then on the other unit pretty much, and then took four off of him uh, with one swing from the skeletons. It's just. Do you think it would have been better lining them up and putting all of the attacks into the skeletons or all of the attacks into the Grims? He he was not to... he wasn't focused on yeah he should have chose one kill it then yeah he he could have better hopefully tried to better he had the plague priest now in the list which yeah, obviously was re-rolls. the big thing yeah. or is it plus one but to wound plus one to wound but yeah. you have to be within thirteen inches of them like in their hero phase so I just didn't go towards them I just obviously. Well, you helped him include the that, didn't well. you? That was mm-hmm. a bit of criticism you gave of his list from, was it Howling? How yeah. to make his list better. That was So, again, that's the same as what I was saying about Hand of Dust. If you know yeah. that something exists, yeah. then you, give it, it. you stay away from it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Magma Cannons then. He just obviously just then turned to Magma Cannons, rolled 10 
I think it was 10 or 11 damage against the gash for mortal wounds. I threw, I saved seven and threw three back at two on one and one on the other. And then obviously then on the turn rolls, I just keep putting Geminids through his cannons. Right. And then so just, just obviously popping them. popping them away. No, just popping away wounds. You oh, can't right. actually debuff them because they always just Oh, they've got that the... weird kind of shooting, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Uh, but no, I just kept debuffing them and getting rid, uh, rid of them that way. And Well, not debuffing them, but just taking D3 model wounds, D3 model wounds here. Uh, now, very, very cheekily on turn four, uh, was at this point I was a bit, I was a bit peaked. Uh, so I stacked... It was the Realm of Death, I think, we were in that one as well. Um, yes, that was the game I played against Kev, yeah. which I think was Realm of Death, yeah. So I, I then went for... So the, the, so I had eight spells in the gash. I Ethereal guided him to give him plus one hit. I casted the Ethereal on him to give him Ethereal. I gave him... Uh, like, obviously, then I'd started casting Fade and Vigor and that on the things that he was going to hit. And then I was like, I had about four stacked buffs on him, pinions. I stacked pin, I got pinions on him twice and such and that. And then I just very cheekily, like for my last spell, went and did immune to spells and took all my buffs off uh, very cheekily. And then just, he went in anyway and did, went to town. Uh, the problem, I think, with the, the Chaos, because it was Chaos Dwarves I was playing against, they're just too slow once they're on the field. They don't really have an answer. Like, obviously, their units are cheap, like 70 points, I think, for 10 now. But they're still only moving four inches, which is yeah. just such a shame for them. Uh, and just in general, like any army that just they don't have a fast unit except the Kadai, but the Kadai have to go do the damage, so they can't really have units just sitting about. I suppose mm. I don't know if you can get access to Chaos Warhounds or anything for them as an ally, just to give you that speed. I have no idea that... what they ally with. Yeah. I can't remember. Again, all the Chaos pools kind of changed because obviously Beast of Chaos and things got have all altered them. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, I would probably give them like Chaos Warhounds or something because they auto six run, so it's like an eighteen inch move. And mm. they can just obviously run on objectives, and they're like. You get access to the bull centaur things as well, don't they? They're still not that fast. They're quite expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they're quite expensive. And then one of the heroes is quite fast as well, isn't he? The oh, the guy in the, the bull, but he's like yeah. four hundred. Yeah, he's quite expensive Again. as well. Fragile as well. He doesn't really do anything anymore. So two and zero. Oh. And then you, we won't, there's no point talking about game three. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was a very unfortunate for, I think, one-sided for you because the mission mission was such an advantage to me of being where it was most models, uh, most models objective. Uh, again, I, I was actually had 23 hoping, models. <laughs> I was actually hoping for hero missions to get them out of the way against you. That was what I was actually hoping for. Or get, yeah. again, try to get the better part of Valor out of the way early, like that pool, because... Again, those missions were either all over the place, except from mm. uh, Better Part of Valor. Again, even with Better Part of Valor, I don't think you could have, you wouldn't have been able to burn three of my You would have definitely taken one. first turn, wouldn't you? If you'd given me first turn, I think I'd have been able to get two of them. But mm -hmm. just with the way, like, depend, it would have depended on how you set up. But it's actually it's, harder for me to block you in that one. For, again, yeah, when I it's play 18 inches Deacon, apart, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, when I play against Deepkin, I normally obviously use like my unit, spare units to just block the back of the board. Block the back edge, yeah. Uh, which I did against you again. Had the skeletons like forty wide, like the full forty wide on the line in focal points, uh, and then had like my direwolves in a line on each side, just blocking, so you just couldn't use your scryer to come on the back, which is probably the best idea, obviously. To there was one key moment in the game that swung it. I feel thinking back on it because. You gave me turn one, 
and I went in and did quite a bit. I think I took the skeletons off, didn't I? You took the skeletons off clean with off, yeah. With six, six eels and the Eidolon. Mm. I'd put the Eidolon way over to the left flank or your right flank to stay out of range of Hand of Dust turn one. Yeah. I was essentially just playing for the double. Um, it, it was, I think I only had, I didn't really have a clear way to get all of the, because of how I deployed, I hadn't paid too much attention to getting all of the objectives. Yeah. I could have got that middle one for bonus two points, for example. Mm-hmm. I should have. I, I didn't. Um, but the key point for me was you took the Eidolon down to having four wins left, mm-hmm. and the Eidolon can retreat and charge and have one turn two priority. If you rolled a one, two, or three on the Pendulum's D6 damage when yeah. I won that priority, and then that Eidolon was able to retreat, charge, mm-hmm. potentially heal two D3 and run rampant through the back line, yeah. That was that was what I was playing for, and then you just popped that five or something, didn't you? And just yeah. took him clean off four hundred points, gone right away. That was, uh, I think, that was all she wrote from that point. And I just tried to go and see how much damage it takes to kill Nagash, and apparently it was eighteen eels, or it yeah. was twelve eels, wasn't it? Twelve two eels, yeah. Six, yeah. Just, just, just as well. Just and no more. I think only did two mortal wounds with twelve eel shocks. Yeah. After your saves. But no, that was um, a fairly one-sided game after that turn one into turn two, which mm. often does happen with my games. Um, I'm either winning by turn two or I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't tend to win those games very often when I'm not. Do you but have any? You know. As yeah. Well, that's no. it. Like it's again for you. Could, you. Uh, yeah, you deployed wrong. I think I still think you deployed wrong. By having your Scryer and Tidecaster next to each other, I think the Scryer should have been off at one side to hold that back objective for Definitely. you. Because you could have got the full, you could have got the for the two sides, the middle and your side. Now to give you six points, turn one. Yeah, I was I trying to struggled, turn off. I struggled to catch well, up, wasn't I? I was yeah. uh, on an eight plus. I would have been able to turn it off with the way that I deployed, but I hadn't really given it a whole lot of thought in the sense that. I was going into you anyway. You didn't need to fly. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I, I, I didn't, like, I brought the units on. I wasn't going to bring the units on, was I? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm running at you. I'm not scoring this objective, which means yeah. I'm not going to get points. Mm-hmm. I was definitely a bit of a, a poo-poo. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But it was um, it, it was a, a really hard matchup anyway um, on that mission. I think that it's a, it's a good one for Nagash. It was at, like when we played Six Nations, and I had a very different Nagash list to what you're playing, but it was the mission that I'd said that I wanted to play, and I played against the, um, the Fire Slayers yeah. on focal points and just ran rampant over those objectives. Um, mm. Just it, It's so good being able to just put Nagash in the middle of the table, yeah. buffing and debuffing everything, and just have your army fight over all What's those it? They, they Your opponent has to be within... So if you go towards the middle with Nagash, he's going to be in range of all the objectives with Portal and yep. even just most of his spells and his Unbinds. There's nowhere really people sit at at that point where they're not going to be reached by him uh, or his influence of like debuffs, which yeah. is, like you say, is just a powerful thing. So moving on then, 3-0 in the day one, and then you come into your arch nemesis, fellow bridesmaid, Lee Martin. Yep. <laughs> what were you thinking? I know that he wasn't running his dock. He was running that uh, brutal slanesh. In yeah, the it's a, it is a very brutal list. I I do think it's I think it's probably one of the it's one of the strongest ones I've seen. 
uh, for just actual extreme damage output compared mm. to some of the others. Uh, a lot of others run the Seekers, but obviously he's running the... The Fiends, the, the, the eel killers. Yeah. As I call them. They're horrible. <laughs> they're just, I just thought <laughs> the, the unit of nine Fiends is just really nice. Uh, again, just because they've had a free inch reach with that tail as well, they can just pick over things if people don't realise they have a free inch reach. Uh, I was lucky that it was in... Uh, so when obviously this was the better part of uh, Valorpool. Again, if I think I think if better part of Valor came up, I would have lost that game. Yeah, well, uh, well, no, you. He was eight drops. You were seven, so he would. Have I had still to would have struggled for because he could just retreat him and run away. Yeah, because obviously I saw com- I saw a combo with his army that he didn't see in our game, uh, which cost him the game. It's uh, total commitment, though, wasn't it? That was, it was uh, total commitment. Yeah. Uh, no, not total commitment. Uh, no, not total commitment. Total, total conquest. conquest. Yeah. Total conquest. So I just deployed the skeletons on the line, Grimgas behind the gash and that, and they, there was an arcane in my deployment zone, so I kind of sat there. He did something that he should have never done against me, but obviously I just didn't think he saw it turn one. He, when he deployed his fiends, he put them obviously on the three-inch line, the the gap where there's the three-inch one, but he deployed them sideways, nine wide. Right. And I was just like, from turn, because we're in the realm of life, I was just like, because he was so f- afraid of me, handed just handed us in his keeper turn one, because I could... With, obviously the, have, yeah. with the mirror pool and uh, this, I would have reached him no matter where he was. Uh, but he took turn one. He then, I gave him turn one because he couldn't do anything because obviously he put himself so out of reach. He chose not to go for it, like just not to come in and just try and take me off turn one. If he did, I think you, I would have been a lot worse in the back. I would have been on a back foot there. But he didn't. He kind of just went for... Obviously, just tagging, got the objectives, and like bubbling his health riders and things like that, like protect himself, making himself a lot negative to hit and things like that, and reroll six, me reroll sixes, which is quite a a very powerful combo as well. He put the fiends, so he went nine wide, but he put like the free middle kind of close together, and then just slightly tapped my skeletons to take them in the combat, but obviously just so that I couldn't move them. But it's all I did was then when he, he killed like four, and I did a wound back, I did nothing back. Because obviously mm. I was like minus one, minus two to hit and minus one to wound. Uh, he, I took the took them off. Then when I healed, so I, I did a cheeky this turn one. I my necromancer cast in my portal for me, but obviously you can set up the portal wholly within twelve of you the first one. So I set yep. it up at the other side, obviously out of my deployment zone, and set up like the uh, or to the side where the fiends were, and then set up the other one in between the fiends and the hellstriders. Uh, just so that where it was, I could target a, f- a fiend, and then I could target a Hellstrider, the Hellstrider banner, if I got the turn again. Just obviously take that minus one hit away. I just retreated my skeletons. I mirror pulled Nagash to beside the portal. He then just handed dusted, and again, because I said so, we all we can. I got it right. I picked out a fiend and was like, "You're going to lose four fiends this turn," and then. I retreated the scans out of combat, grabbed that objective from him. So obviously he got free turn one, but because I stole that, I only had two objectives, but I was also on free. Uh, we rolled for the turn priority, and then I got it. And then I took, I just then, again, just used hand dust, took off the Hellstrider banner. So then he was going to lose half his, half the Hellstrider, because obviously the banner was in the middle. Yeah. And then I charged Nagash and the skeletons in there, got the Grim Ghast, pushed them towards this demonettes that were on the bottom uh, left of my deployment where they were holding that objective, they kind of, I didn't get them far enough with their charge, so I just got them with the pile and attack twice, I only got like 10, 
13 or 14 in. But when you're minus one to hit and re-rolling sixes, it kind of takes a bit of your damage away with yeah, Grimgasts. Yeah. Uh, but I was quite... So then I just charged the skeletons and the gash into the fiends that were left on turn two. Uh, I'd already done like uh, a couple more model wounds, so you only had four left. I charged the gash and, and the skeletons and they take them off. Uh, so then he'd lost 500 points in his... Yeah, it's a lot one, of points. Just by, things, cho- yeah. just by choice of deploying them badly, like he deployed them. Because again, normally when I've been playing, I always ask, do you have an ability to pick a model and remove it? Because obviously if you go conga line, like what I, he did, it just allowed me to. If well, he, he knows about it, doesn't he? He's, he does. Yeah. I'm he sure he's played athlete. against he it know, before. Yeah. Yeah. He's played against me before with it as well. Uh, I just don't think he saw it happening until it did, and then was like, oh, that's, that's kind of <laughs> it. It happens. Then I just kind of pushed over the next couple of turns. He got turn three. He was he had everything. So two units of there was like eleven demonets and the other thirty and the greater demon into my grim gas and then took the grim gas off there. Uh, the, I had two grim gas left, but I pulled with the casualties off of the keeper and that, so it couldn't obviously because it didn't pile, charge. It was obviously just within just six. Just pile in the six inches. Yeah. yeah. So it was no longer in six. So then I charged the skeletons in on turn three. He got. He went second turn free, but he was stuck fighting five skeletons with the keeper. And I was like, if he sees, if he just retreated and moved within six of the Nagash, he would have won. Because you'd have just piled an attack twice. And that would have been game. But he didn't see, see the ability. That kill points wise, it was one of your tighter ones yeah. over the weekend. 1350 to you, and he only mm. got 360. Yeah. So that that's uh, it. Sounds like it was a lot closer than it looked in the. But you would say the key moment was definitely how he deployed the spins. Yeah, and, and he didn't see that retreat. The retreat. He didn't yeah. see that retreat in the keeper, and then just finishing within six with its retreat, allowing it to just pile an attack, which I still think is a broken rule. I really dislike that ability of just being able to retreat, and then because you're within six, guaranteed six still, inch. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be used Definitely. to it as well because he played the the Sisters of Slaughter and they have yeah. the exact same ability. Yeah. So, well, you must have been happy with that. Like, when was the last time that you beat Lee at a tournament? That's the first time I've ever beat Lee. First time. He's an absolute beast as well. He just yeah. always finishes high. Yeah, but, I'd um, say his record is definitely a push of him as well. It's he's done well. Like, yeah, since I've been playing, uh, he obviously was on Doc last year. He was on Zinch. Skyfire enlightened Sylvaneth combo before, before that. Sylvaneth before that and did One well. the first tournament I went to, the Fall of the Overworld. That was yeah, the, he beat me so last round for the win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well, very good. And then you only had one more game. And then one more game to uh, Mr. Bayless. <laughs> yeah. It was that he changed his list slightly since we last played, uh, but it was definitely it was a it was a game where I couldn't make a mistake. You were sat at the table with us. You knew the pressure you were under going into that game. Everybody wanted you to win, but at the same time, they didn't. (laughs) You are are the hobby villain. (laughs) But no, you must have have been cacking your pants a bit. Like, it was all to lose, all to win for the last did. It was just, there was just some, I did some silly things. I didn't read the mission properly for Free Place of Power. I didn't know you could now retreat off of it, because previously you couldn't. I knew that from almost the last... General's hand, but you couldn't retreat off of hero missions to get them. Uh, didn't see that. Uh, deployed a Nagash on the side arcane scenery, but then when I went back to measure him to make sure he was in 24 inches of my Grimgash unit, he then, when I went to my hero phase, he was no longer within an inch of that piece of scenery. 
so I didn't get the bonus of the plus one cast, which actually uh, allowed me to, when I was rolling the cast, I keep rolling the same dice, obviously for the blood secretor forced me to re-roll. So yeah. I was rolling like nines and then rolled fours or twos the second time. I was like, why is this happening to me? And that's how he unbound the portal. He actually unbound the portal turn one to actually stop me from uh, just handed dusting his... If if I did it right, I would have handed dusted his blood... Uh, blood. Mm. That, that would have been my plan. Turn one would have just been to take off the half the blood warrior unit. Uh, so was there any key moment in the, the early game that you think... So turn one, his he used the gaunt. I was not in range to unbind gaunt. He put Stoke Rage Infernal Blades on the Blood Warriors and just charged them up, ran them up in the middle, created like a bubble. It allowed his Demon Prince to walk onto the objective there. And then he ran the gaunt with Blood Reavers on the other side, on his left, which would have been my right. I just had my Necromancer and some dogs at that side. My yeah. Grimgath were kind of in the middle. But then when I used the heat, the... My, the glass move and used that to six inch move more to his right to take off the gaunt and that uh, I failed quite a lot of spells turn one but I only got I got through I got through Infernal Blades Van Hells and uh, Stoke Rage on the Grimgasts and that was pretty much all I got off turn one with the spells I failed or he unbound pretty much everything else or made you reroll your successful as well I reroll the successfuls was uh and then he, then I obviously turn one, they charged and went into the Blood Reavers and Gaunts and Blood Warriors. The Blood Warriors, I was only hitting with like seven of them, so I couldn't do anything because he was on a one up save, re uh, rerolling ones because he has the Talisman, the Watcher in the list now, which was my, what I said to him to save him 160 points on the Chaos Sorcerer Lord. I was like, just take an item on one of your Slaughter Priests that you don't ever choose to put in combat anyway. Uh, so he changed that to that. Yeah, the Demon Prince was Sword of Judgment, which. I was actually scared of the Demon Prince Sergeant. I know it's on fives with his guy, but I just didn't fear it with Nagash because I think Nagash Nagash doesn't mind mortal wounds. It's more something that can cause yeah, Ren two or three. Yeah. Ren two and three is the problem, like because obviously then you're on a four, five up save, yeah, or higher. Uh, I definitely think so. Then uh, I charged Nagash in the middle. Uh, he was obviously then able to reach over and kill the Demon Prince. And then I killed him, so I stole the objective in the middle. The Grim Gas went and killed 30 Blood Reavers and the Gauntlet Summoner on a double pile and attack. And I was doing like 16 damage to each Blood Reaver unit after attacking with like <laughs> uh, seven guys. Uh, then his Blood Warriors hit back. He only got like... He got like 13 Blood Warriors into my Grim Ghasts and took off 21 because of Stoke Rage and... Uh, because of Stoke Rage and Infernal Blades on them. Just so every did you time. feel quite confident on the mission, though? It was a hero mission, mission, wasn't it? The mission so... was totally in my... It was mine to lose, like I said before. Yeah. Is, uh, I've, I've the, I had the more dominant army. His his heroes are all really don't want to go to the middle. He he was halfway through deployment where he realised that when he'd put his units, it was blocking him, his ability to then just sneak a hero down yeah. late in deployment to allow him to just sneak heroes on, because he had no one to go on his right side. Uh, because obviously he blocked it off with Blood Reavers as, he's, uh, as his decoy drops. He actually blocked himself from being able to do it. Which was obvious. Uh, but then I... Uh, at that side, I put my Garden of Souls sort of thing. with the. F I put yeah. the Forty Skeletons in the ground because I knew what I was going to do and uh, had a plan of summoning the Skeletons, charging yeah. onto the objective and putting the Guardian in the middle. Yeah. 
Uh, That's the great thing about skeletons. They're so slow, but if you know that you're going to go first, then you can just move into range of a gravesite and just bring them up in front. Yeah. They're not slow all of a sudden. They've just moved the whole length of the table. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, turn two, I was in combat. So I got the priority for turn two. So then Necromancer walked on the, my right side and then Nagash did some spells into the stuff. Uh, I didn't... He- where I'd put my Grim Gas to fight all that stuff, there was only there was no gravesites in range, and no the Necromancer wasn't in range even when I did heal with Nagash. So I just only healed D three. So I only went up to like to eleven Grim Gasts, which was I think was the weak the the bad mm. play that I did there. Uh, and then turn two, I tried to debuff the Blood Warriors, but he still obviously had Stoke Rage and Infernal Blades on them, and obviously I didn't see the retreating. Because as much as he says, oh, if you retreated with a gas, you would have lost the objective because I wouldn't be able to finish on the objective. I would have just retreated him on to the other side. Yeah, I just onto the other the side of the three was. Yeah. I would have just no, I would have just pushed him off the objective. I would have just fl- flown off one objective and ran to the other one because I had the command point. I would have just made that a six. I would have. I was on a. I could opinions if I wanted, and then moved twenty inches. I could have just jumped to another one because they're all within eighteen of each yeah. other. I could have just flown to the other one and uh, held it, but I didn't obviously know you could retreat off them, which was... Because, again, his army is quite slow once it's on the table. Because, uh, again, it would have been Fade of Vigor and things like that. They would have only been one dice charge. One dice charges, yeah. Uh, and that was unfortunate for me that I didn't see that. And then I very unluckily rolled in combat with... Uh, so against eight normal guys, I rolled... I failed four armor saves on twos and then took eight damage from that <laughs> uh, which i failed so i just went straight eight damage through i'd already lost two free wounds to the comp uh, last turn but i wasn't able to heal it with vials and that because obviously he was able to make me re-roll and then every time i re-rolled i, I used the same dice obviously that's it's a rookie mistake you never use the same dice for your roll <laughs> and then i rolled rolled high then rolled low and then he unbound it with the slaughter priests which obviously stopped my Nagash being able to heal just back to 16. He then, uh, three big weapons went into Nagash and took him off turn two. So I was I was really in a bad place turn two where I was, I just didn't see that happening. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't foresee the big man falling that early? I just, I didn't, I, I honestly probably should have just gave him the turn. Uh, he dropped, he, so he didn't drop me fully, he dropped me to four wounds with the three big guys, and then it was his turn, he just blood-balled me off. Yeah. Uh, which I just still hate as an ability. I so at that, that point, I take it he hadn't scored any of the hero objectives? He scored once, turn he one. Scored for, once. Uh, twice, turn one. One for the Gaunt, one for the... Uh, and were you able to get friends. them off? You killed them? I killed them turn one. Yeah, and then you just held so, on to the hero, the other so two I held, objectives I held the gash the turn one. I held the gash for two turns, so I was on three points from that, so I automatically bumped yeah. his one off. Then turn two, my necromancer walked on that side and my mortality glass walked on the other, so I was then two for turn that so you turn. So well. straight up to five. Yeah, straight up yeah. to five. And then uh, was, yeah, just down to losing the gash that turn. He was He'd have only to... had two heroes left, though, wouldn't he? Or three, including the blood secretor, but he would have yeah, been... Two, he had two slaughter priests because I killed one from the Grim Gas charge in there. But he obviously is, he's corn. He can bring stuff. He can on. do that weird move as well, can't he? Yeah. Well, no. He blood. He he was up at like on turn two. He had like six or seven blood type at that point because mm. I'd just been killing his stuff. 
Uh, obviously, I have no option at that point. Of you can't obviously choose not to kill things anymore either. Yeah, you need to attack. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely struggled at that point of. So how close was the score what to do. at the end? Uh, if he won, so term the priorities went my way the whole game. Uh, right. So obviously, it just uh, kept going. So I took the double turn in two, and then I got turn three, and I got turn four, and then five. Uh, he summoned a blood Rathacorn Bloodthirst on turn three to try to charge it. Yeah, so as I'm saying, <laughs> he tried to charge that on the Necromancer, got the char- failed the charge with the reroll, uh, passed it with the reroll, charged it onto the and he only had five direwolves protecting him, and then he failed to kill him. And then obviously I won on that onto my turn four because I obviously got the points. For but if he'd been able to on, get that necromancer with it, he would have. Uh, he would have then had to because then he ran his slaughter priest in the middle because obviously I didn't know you could retreat because he was yeah. obviously the both grim uh, the grim gas were in combat with the slaughter just priest. Holding he just retreated them. Up, yeah. He retreated them onto the middle objective and got it. And I was, I just didn't see that happening because uh, I didn't know you could st- I'd do that at that point. That's what I'm saying. That's just my rookie. I, honestly. It was that, one thing I checked was, with my opponent at yeah. the start, read over the wording, and I was like, there is nothing here that says you can't retreat. Yeah, I didn't see that, and then obviously just played it as how I'd played it before. But uh, yeah. again, like you say, looking back now, there was a couple of things that, uh, those key moments like that, the Rathcorn Bloodthirst coming on, and he had the option of which of which table he used for the summoning. He chose to obviously use the straight eight to summon anywhere on the board rather than the one where it happens between heroes. Because uh, obviously I used my Grimgast and that at the back to still block off his Blood Secretor for pardon me, yeah, summoning yeah. anything on. But he still had like the full... I think the kill points that I got out of him was very low compared to anyone else as well. Yeah, uh, I've got to hear. I think you got about 1,000. Uh, which was just by lucky of the uh, of killing stuff. Uh, the, obviously I didn't get the, the formation and I didn't get the Slaughter Priests and the Blood Warriors, which... Was like five hundred twenty on the mo- themselves. Yeah, you, you got killed. a thousand and forty, and John got one thousand two hundred and fifty. But I guess he did take Nagash, didn't he? So yeah, that was he the most the kill points you'd given up all weekend. You'd given up twelve twenty against me when I killed Nagash, and then yeah. twelve fifty against uh, John. Mm. But as, has... as I, as I said, if that was any other mission with John, if it was any other normal mission, I think I would have lost at that point of losing Nagash. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have uh, had Nagash in such a position if you didn't need to put him on an objective. There I is still would have. Argument. I would have. No, I would have still charged him into the Bloodwaters because they can't really do anything against him. You just charge him into where the Rend guys can't hit him, mm. and they just don't move after that because then it's they're locked in combat. You've got mm. four plus, but when he's got three D6 mortal wound, yeah, <laughs> prayers. It's uh, <laughs> he gets the reroll, or is it plus one with the formation that can't reroll? Reroll. Yeah. So he's a four up on a reroll. It's pretty good. (laughs) Oh well, so there's your that's your first major event that you've ever won, isn't it? Like you won a couple of one dares or something and I've won a couple of I've won two Aberdeen ones before. Uh just like GW store events. I've not won anything. I won back ages ago obviously when we were using self coach GT points as well. And won that event back then, but I've not won since the general's handbooks and that kicked in. Just always been it's snatched away from me. Snatched away at the very last yeah. moment. And then that's you. You've broke the curse of second place or third place. And you yep. went back to back and you even took it a small one there. But I'll say a small one there. It's actually a decent size. We were at 28, I think, yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammer of the North and Sterling just 
a fortnight later. And we've already talked about the, the differences in the lists and the different ways that it plays. But is there anything that you think is a, a secret to your success and what people should be looking to do when they're preparing to go to events and get better Honestly, at the game? I, d- I don't think... I, I think I just know my army well enough. We don't obviously just call myself Kettle Black there, but obviously say not knowing that mission... Uh, on his wording, but uh, no, I do. I feel I know my army well enough. I know the realms as much as I can take. I feel I'm probably one of the players that takes most advantage of the realms. Yeah, well, you've uh, got the most spells to cast with Nagash, don't you? So, and you take a lot of the endless it, yeah. spells as well. Yeah, uh, I still I like the endless spells. I also don't see it. I, I was uh, cheeky, obviously, the the, uh, the Hammer of the North when I played against Phil. I was uh, I set up again, set up the portal with the Necromancer uh, 12 inches away of him. So I set up in the middle of the board again. It was free place of power. Set up on the objective in the middle. Then set up the other one like in his deployment zone. And then I cast the pendulum with Nagash. Moved it so it finished its move within range of my side of the portal. And then it jumped out the other <laughs> side. And, the other. <laughs> and then just went out the other side. And obviously took off free frawls and took off four wounds off his Achillean King turn one. Such Which a cool trick. just don't see it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully this horses do the same. I think that's going to be the other one. Because uh, that's like a 32-inch range they're going to get at that point. Oh, yeah. Or it's, more. It's almost better setting it up to do that rather mm-hmm. than risk the 3d6 range. Just yeah. have it pop out the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, I suppose at the, other, at the other end, you don't get to move it. You get to... You do. Oh, no, do you? you? Do. I yeah, thought it, it gets just immediately set up It's set up and then moves. That's nuts. Um, it can't then do the same anymore. Like obviously they removed that with the I think with the FAQ that you couldn't just bounce because obviously you can only put one spell through a portal at a time. Yeah. Obviously before people were. You just need to worry about it coming back if you if you took the double turn mm. and he moved it and it was still within range of the portal. And then it always will it be. Goes back. Yeah. It always will be. Uh, that's the the downside. But again, you can remove the portal. Yeah. Or you can fill up the other side of the portal so it's got nowhere to be deployed. Is there any other little neat tricks that you find with the army that other people don't do? Because like you mentioned there, it's always good to know your army, know the realms, know the missions, but there's probably I a know lot quite to be said about, about knowing all the other yeah. armies. Yeah. Yeah. I've maybe I'll I'll be on a struggle at the moment with I've not played against Beasts of Chaos, not played against Gloom Gloomspite yet. Not played against obviously the new Skaven Feck, but again I Kind of keep my finger on the pulse. The, I keep it You're on the pulse the of the game. Aren't you? So... I'm in like all the WhatsApp chats. Yeah, I see all the filth before it uh, hits the board, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which probably, the, as much as it is, as much as that might drain some people, it's probably the best way to be if you're interested in being at the competitive level. Like, yeah, but uh, again, the other, there's... as much as it is, I'm only as good as the people I play and yeah. li- like l- read about and that. And that's just like listening to the folk that play the masters and that. You see them talking in the chats explaining or breaking down how they see it they've seen a maybe not a loophole but like a, a neat combo that maybe other people haven't seen and that's it it just evolves from there you are all again you're only as good as the last person you beat sort of thing as much as that is you are and interesting it's... things started to happen as well with the with the whatsapps in the community though like even myself i'm guilty of this as well but i don't talk about potential lists that I'm thinking oh, no, of taking no, yeah. keep, in the public your, chats. You your can, cards uh, to yourself. <laughs> you, uh, you have your little private that's, chats. That's for the people. private chats, yeah. yeah. That's 
again, that's just because there is certain people. As much as certain people in the in your scene will then build a list to beat you, and that yeah. does happen. It does. It definitely does, especially if your scene is small enough. And we spoke about it a little bit uh, before we started to record. But and I guess we even covered it a little bit in your matchups. But if you're doing well at tournaments, at least up here, you're always playing against the same people. Yeah. So you're always going to be playing against fellow Six Nations players that are knowing what all of your lists do and yeah. um, other it, people. As much as people want it as a team event with the Six Nation things, like I'm playing kind of, I, I openly say I'm playing a list that I'm going towards for that event. That's not going to change. Nagash is Nagash. There's no, there's only so much you can do with Nagash. Yeah. Uh, and again, like you say, yeah, people in your scene that still want to, they want to podium. They want to either be the top of the rankings. They want to be the master this year. They want the, the handshake at the end, the trophies home. They will take something that they think can beat that. And they will do it because again, if they can win like two or three other games, as long as they meet you in the matchups, they're fine. Or yeah. again, if other people start taking what you had, they're win-win. Because again, if all of a sudden, so say for the old world, there's what thirty-seven or eight people right now. Say all of a sudden six people have a list quite similar to mine. You're a win-win. You should averagely play one of them if they're all going to keep winning. Yeah, definitely. If it's not, if it's not, is it is it player skill? Is it luck? It's the point There's of definitely something to be said for it. I think all three of the Nagash lists that we've been seeing, there there hasn't really been more than three recently. They all tend to be doing well. Yeah. But I think I think the only other one that I've seen up, well, I suppose David Nemeth and Craig Graham have both finished top ten with their mm. Nagashes as well. So you're, uh, yeah, you're definitely going to meet it? one of them in the last round if you were to try and counter. Yeah. I still it. think my list is better than theirs for just because i have the guardian the better guardian of souls the guardian in of the souls, other matchups yes. is i do like the vampire lord but i still think it's too risky of betting on the brooch to give you that plus attacks because otherwise you get it one turn and that's it i also think the endless spells are better than the extra 10 chain rasps that craig graham has for example uh, i know like people like the bodies but like i says i just think naga i struggle with nagash doing damage and because the army does have shooting, the best way to get access to that then is endless spells, because they don't, the need line of, they don't need line of sight after they've been cast. They give you the like a standing range, like you say. If you're in the realm of shadow, you've all of a sudden got an unlimited range. range yeah. It's tabletop range. You could hand a dust someone from turn one, which you could do, but you don't have to. Again, I as at hammer, I got the rub of the green in the last round getting Johnny. Uh, with these iron jaws, <laughs> as much as it is, it is it's a f- it's a f- more favourable army for me to beat than uh, I had at one side of me. Then Lee with his slanesh, and obviously he's not going to make the same mistake against me again. And obviously uh, Stu was with, had his sylvaneth uh, one drop uh, in taking hold is just sh- strong. And obviously, I, if he plays it right against me, he could obviously do better. Yeah, and then you had the other side of me. You had Craig Graham with the other Nagash list, and uh, Mike, who by still neither of the armies I'd have preferred to play on taking hold against Johnny. His army only has one damage output, and that is coming at you and fighting. I felt so I, sorry for Johnny. I think I probably played Johnny with my Nagash about thirty or forty times. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think no, he did. He beat me once out of all the times that he had to go up against Nagash. But uh, no, he's he's he did well. He finished yeah. fifth. Yeah, yeah, 
Fifth? Yeah, yeah, I think it was fifth. It was definitely. It was a, again. It was a strong. Is uh, he, he's obviously he's getting to. Be, I don't. I, again, I don't know how much practice he's had the list, but he he definitely knows that list a lot better than. Uh, he's played there. He played me last time. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's uh, the last time was his Skyborn, which I think he was still quite rusty at the time with them. Yeah, uh, but he's now playing an army. I think that is uh, not easier, but it's uh, it's got it's got a couple of neat tricks, but it's designed to do one thing. There's not yeah. uh, as much again the same idea when he went into it. He got the brooch. He, the brooch failed, and he had five command points, and he didn't get. Uh, extreme damage. He did like obviously he didn't do what uh, Mike had done at the event before, and getting like stupidly nine attacks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, it's a uh, it's a pot kettle I, black again. Did you not take that with your Six Nations list and your drone strike? I did. That was back <laughs> when we were still. Again, we we all did think that was going to get FEQ'd yeah. out of the game, and it didn't. Because uh, we thought all command abilities would be stop stacking. At least that ability that I was using did. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that Iron Jaws again. Iron Jaws. I think Johnny had a lovely game too, where he played an Iron Jaws off, and they realised that it doesn't say friendly or uh, Iron Jaws units for anything. So it's just everything stacks and powers themselves up, which is quite fun. <laughs> well, there we go. First two months out of the way for the calendar. Two wins. What's I'm on next? A roll. Can't stop <laughs> That's me it. Now. You've got momentum. That's it, yeah. So what's next then? You've qualified for Six Nations. You're coming down to Heat 2 with us in May. But mm-hmm. in the short term, you've got Follow the World in March. Run doubles, with, doubles with you in yep, April. In April. And then it's straight into Heat 2 and Six Nations. Is that about right? Have you any other armies on the way? Are you looking to take anything different? Um, you wait until uh, after Six Nations, I've, maybe? I've got a deep army, obviously quite similar to yours, because again... Yep. It's the point we talk so much it kind of it's going to happen where we kind of start playing the same thing but mm-hmm. i've kind of took the foot off it because obviously i know you'll be playing it uh more this year because that's your only army that you've kind of got now yeah uh and you enjoy it again that, that mine's is just a painting project at the moment i've got a really cool theme that conversions to, yeah. yeah that i can hopefully get done and hope, i'll maybe get it on the table for after heat two if it's maybe Be cool for northern there. invasion it could be yeah North Invasion yeah. after Six Nations and yeah, it's exactly. a big event, as biggest in the Scottish calendar as well. Yeah, definitely. Probably to get to that. That'd be cool. Uh, I've got Night Haunt, which obviously is quite often if you play Legions of the Gash, you have also a, yep. a Night Haunt army by chance, just growing. Uh, again, they're all sitting. We've had really terrible weather in Scotland this last couple of weeks of snow and frost. Rain. So it's been really hard to it's really hard to prime models at this uh, time. <laughs> Uh, when you don't have a garage, so I'm just just waiting. prime inside. Good. She won't it, know. It, it, it was good weather today, but I decided that no, I was going to play Kingdom Hearts instead. <laughs> my my unfortunate is I yeah, it's a, I get I've got too much hobbies. That sometimes gaming gets uh, computer gaming gets sometimes in the way of hobbying. But no, that's, that's I've got, I've planned to maybe try and get that Night Haunt army on the table again. I might not again. It just gives me an option. As much as the the bare word of if I sell the obviously the grand host further down the line, having access to the whole night on stuff, or if the Legion the Gash book does get the Grim Gas not taken away, I have an army there. There's uh, loads coming as well, loads of yeah. new books. Big yeah, year. it's a lot. It's a hard hard when you change armies quite often of uh, resisting is the 
Well, that's it. I've I spoke to you privately for this my thirtieth this year. It's a big milestone birthday, and everybody's been asking what do I want for my birthday. I've just been telling them get me vouchers because I don't I don't want to trophy, I don't want yeah. to actually commit to anything because no. you've just got you know, I want to be that kind of magpie that wants everything. I just don't have the money for it. Yeah. That's uh, so yeah, much. GW is listening and wants to send us some stuff. That's obviously <laughs> you can help out there and get built. But yeah, no, it's. Again, like no extreme plans of changing army at the moment. Uh, probably be legions of some sort of plethora. So again, I've, it's quite. I definitely see is when you play the, the, the legions in the Gash book, you actually end up becoming getting a much larger army than what I've done with any other faction. I've quite often with other factions, you just end up writing the list yep, and yep. kind of buying the stuff for the list. And then you don't, sell the list. <laughs> yeah, but you don't you don't buy the other stuff because you just don't see it ever fitting in an army. Uh, when I bought my Legion stuff, I've still got stuff that's not built for my Legions that have just I've just not came around to it yet. I've got twenty Graveguard sitting in a bag. I found Graveguard just... and I was sorting through my stuff as well. Yeah. Um, Black Knights as well that I've not touched. I think that's one of the cool things about I'm not experiencing it with Deepkin. I've got a little bit of overflow on my initial list with Deepkin, but mm-hmm. Death and Chaos, all the gods and stuff like that, Stormcast Eternals, they've just got that many War Scrolls. If you were to stick with the army for long enough, you'll eventually have tons of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing. I I would like to see them go back and revisit the newer factions and give them a couple extra War Scrolls. I feel that maybe the the Legions of the Gash book would need an update next year if they do take away the Nighthaunt stuff from them. Just due yeah. to the wording of the book, like I was saying to you, we were talking about privately, like, obviously, it's rumoured there's a soul blight by the images that's been done, mm-hmm. and as I said to you, if they give them new names, like, really cool stuff like the Blood blood Dragons and things like that, a Legions of the Gash army won't be able to use them because it says in the Grand Host, like, sections, it's units from this book rather than death units in general they wouldn't be able to use the new war scrolls but they'll still have the war scrolls that are in their book because they've got their own terror geist and their own zombie dragon for example don't they but Uh, mars what they do like if if they release some really cool as we talked about privately was the they release like blood knights like what evocators are where there's a combat version a wizard version and like a fast version you'd be kind of sad that you're not able to play them in a legion of in a legion of yeah i think that's one like neferata as well like yeah. is Neferata going to be kept yeah. in the I, I think Nagash or Legions of Nagash is going to be the exception to the rule and will probably get access to more of the, the undead Just stuff like an FAQ like what they did with Soul Wars probably, I don't think they'll take them away they, they need to do something to address the Grim Gas problem because we were talking about it today earlier with uh, the LVO list that's got 90 Grim Gas in it yeah. Like they they need to stop that from happening, and it's only going to happen as long as they're so strong in the legions list. I don't think they need to ban them. They the real maybe weird just thing need is, to create two different war scrolls or the something. The real weird thing is, as far as you get four in the soul war box, and then I don't understand I think why they, they had a different just, idea. For I them. just don't understand why they're not then like how the banshees that come in or the sorry the mymar yeah, banshees, which they're weird. four to twelve. If they did that with Grimgas, Grimgas would be no problem. No, I think you're right. Same idea with if they were in, like Blade Geist where they went five to twenty. Twenty's still good, but when you'd be playing a higher premium for twenty that way than what you are now. Like if if they went so Blade Geist are ninety right now, I think for can't remember what their tax is for dropping for being twenty. But say if they went Grimgas are now 
80 for 5 and then you're so that means the 240 that means you're getting 15 but before for 280 you were getting 20 you know what I mean is crazy like again yeah. would they just be 300 for 20 would that be your reduction I think so, yeah. I think they're in a fine place the same idea as a lot of Grimgas again aren't the problem is the problem is is that they work with Nagash's command ability and the summoning so well. Yeah. The issue is that they're summonable. Right, okay. Well we'll just go on to the last thing on the agenda. Okay, so we've had a few questions from people that have uh, been sent in. So first one or first few from Kev Lowe. Do you think that you'll make it three in a row? Are you gonna win Follow the World? I hope to. <laughs> I, I hope to, uh, just with the performance I've done. Obviously, Kev, I think, is using the same uh, pools. So, hopefully, yep. again, that gives me an advantage of I can get an easier matchup in a pool that's a lot harder for me. And then, hopefully, take advantage of a, a pool that's in my favour against a harder opponent sort of thing. Okay. Are you planning on taking advantage of the special comp to take uh, an ally? Or is that no. super secret? No. Okay. Not at the moment, unless I haven't looked at all the Flesh Eater stuff yet. That's kind oh, of yeah, I... in fact, I suppose there might be something cool there. As long as I could, their command abilities I could easily use to summon stuff that I normally wouldn't get access to. Yeah. No, definitely. And there's some cool spells as well. Maybe they won't all be tied to Flesh Eaters. I think yeah. most of the ones we've seen are, but. No, that's a cool idea. Okay, uh, how comfortable a crutch is Nagash? It's quite bony. It's not that comfortable. Uh, yeah, he's not got much muscle or tissue on him to keep you cushioned. You know, there's no... There's a no soft, eyes. swishy, cloaky yeah. of the Grimgast, though. So. That's it. There's not much there. It's mostly just <laughs> skeletons. There's no heart. Uh, I'd... I honest, I would honestly, I'm under the opinion he isn't a crutch. I would just say more that the Grimgas would be the crutch than Nagash. I think the crutch that you get with Nagash is he's that hard to deal with at a five-game event. You shouldn't find it too hard to win three games. Mm -hmm. But much further than that, he's actually quite hard to play with. Mm -hmm. like you've got a lot that you've got to remember. It's it's not as easy as it looks either. You've got to no. prejudge your measurements and stuff. That's um, it. You're playing a couple. You're always playing a turn ahead. You've always got to yeah. be thinking the middle gate time. So you have to think about what what's going to where's everything going to be turn three four. Are you going to be up? Are you going to are you going to push out and try and kill your opponent, or are you going to just try and debuff them, score the objectives, and survive the storm sort of thing? It's it is a lot. It's not as easy as I think some people think. It's just, again, it's lucky. If you if you roll well with Nagash, it does make it a lot easier. But again, if you play a mirror match, it is literally just down to either who knows bet more or uh, who's lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, could, you could get 10s and 11s like all the time. Your opponent just keeps rolling double sixes to block all your spells. If you That's, risk the hand of dust range as well. Yeah. Right, okay. What's the hardest army that you've faced recently? So over the last couple of months, what would you say is the hardest army that you've played against? This is from Scott Smith, our other fellow podcaster who couldn't make it. It'd probably be, I would have said, 
Lee Slanesh. Lee Slanesh. I think that was, yeah. that was the hardest one I've played at the last two events. Uh, if you go free events, it would actually be again your deep, your older Deepkin list. Yeah. Uh, from Masters would have been the other one that's been my most difficult of uh, late. You could tell when it switched in that game, the head scratching mm-hmm. started and you yeah. got a bit quieter. <laughs> but that was a different list you had as well. You weren't yeah, the sacrament, yeah, the sacrament. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think Slanesh are one to watch. They've got a lot of things that you don't really see. Like, everybody's seen the six-inch pylon with Sisters of Slaughter, but putting it on something with Rend 3, multiple damage that can pile in twice, like, I that's... It's a lot of that's it's far too strong. <laughs> I'm still under the opinion that the Ren Free Blade is better than Gerstrike. I think because it deals with the things that the rest of your army can't deal with. Yeah, exactly. Because the rest of the army can't really deal with sequiturs, dragons on a free up armor save, and things like that. And that's even that's obviously normally if it's a dragon, it's going to have ethereal amulet. But Vordry doesn't. Alariel doesn't. Durthu doesn't. All these things you really want to just be able to go. Either you get no save or it's on sixes. Yeah, it's the sequiturs as well for me. Because yeah, as soon as you no put Ren 3, they get no save. Yeah, if you give them a six up yeah. with a reroll, I wouldn't want to even give them the six up with a reroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's definitely it's definitely a really good list. Um, what's the most original slash clever army that you've faced recently? I still think think the most original list out of all of us would be John Bayliss's corn yep. list. I yeah. don't think it was seen I thought obviously last heat final sort of thing. You saw a lot of the summoning spam which was played by Darren Watson which again is an amazing list. The MSU heaps of units giving you summoning points and, Killing and then you Scar. had <laughs> yeah and then you had the murder host before obviously the Wrath of Rapture box came out mm-hmm. which was also the other big one for corn or the Council of Blood. You've I've just never seen anyone really take a block of 30 Blood Warriors and just go, no. how good is this buff to a save? He's unlucky all the time with the throwing mortals back at someone. But honestly, if, if with my luck, if that was me rolling those dice, I'd be taking people off with that ability. Honestly, I just, I think it's amazing. Yeah, we need to get just... somebody to check your dice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and have you got your Magma Dragons painted for Follow the World yet? I suppose you only no. need one now. No, you've no. not got them painted. I'm not taking that crutch. <laughs> not taking that crutch. Cool. I, I, again, yeah, I'm not a fan of the beasts. Uh, if no. I play, if we play in the realm of beasts, I'll take a themed unit, which will be a death unit. No, definitely. I, I was, think uh, it should be a thing anyway. I think it should it. be more themed to your, uh, obviously your army. Yeah, like I think everyone's got access to a monster in their grand alliance, so. A lovely. Sense. A lovely zomb- royal zombie dragon or uh, royal terrorgeist is obviously probably the better option now because they, <laughs> they do better. That would be, yeah. I never actually thought about that. You could take it because it doesn't need to be part of your, your army. No, yeah. That's quite cool. Okay, well, I suppose that wraps up towards the end of the interview. Do you have anything that you want to, to leave us with? Any special words? Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom for the, it's, the uh, there's, there's not much, obviously, just as I say, I always try to learn the most before going into an event sort of thing. Like, I know, I know other, obviously, people that win events, they look at the pack and they try either break the, ca- the pack or make something towards the pack. I 
try not to obviously take something. I've tried to stay away from anything that's a questionable ruling or mm. elusive ruling, just because I I don't want to win with a gimmick sort of thing with like that where it's a questionable. There's no right or wrong, and it's just being FAQ'd by your obviously your local uh, TO sort of thing, just to your advantage yeah. again, and or then not bring it up sort of thing until the last minute, or your opponent's not aware of that, but you're like, oh, well, I asked the TO last week, and I know that it's a ruled in my favour before it gets done. I'm not a big fan of that sort of thing. But yeah, no, I just play your army, play your army a lot and play it as best as you can, play as much of the missions and realms as you can. Take an interest in other factions and... Yeah, as much as it focuses. Yeah. Like you say, definitely with uh, well, Fault of the Old Worlds uh, got a lovely little addition that you can take allies from your Grand Alliance, no matter it it can break your normal list. Yeah. So, example, the big the big breaker of this last year was a Zinch army that took Belacor as an ally, which obviously they don't have access to, which is the most <laughs> terrifying thing when you also have Kairos Fate Weaver in that army, making you could automatically shut down someone for a turn. Uh, automatically and not be stopped and that's kind of that to be honest even this year if someone took that i think could be the quite a game winning i could win the event just on that by you shutting down a unit for the game because again most people only have maybe one unit two units at most yeah if you can hamper down one and then go that unit's blocked for a turn that could be game ending there Mm. are you going to start your list review business Oh yeah, it's a ten pound list review. I'll give as much uh, information as I can. Uh, PayPal me at da 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 da. You only well, deal in winning lists. <laughs> only deal, yeah. Uh, I've won two events in a row. That's no, it. I'd, I try to be humble with it. It's not. It, I got the rub of the green at Hammer by getting uh, the destruction player and taking hold rather than playing the mirror again with another Nagash army or. Uh, a Hammers of Sigma army with sure charge. It's, yeah. There's only two ways you can go there. Uh, We've said it uh, before. Anyone that's honest, mm. it does take an element of hard work and skill, but at the end of the day, it always comes down to luck at the very yeah. end when it comes to sorting stuff. Like there, There's always an element there. So don't read into the hype of people that uh, make out that they are the, the one and only. Yeah. <clears throat> I've no doubt that you can do three though. I've got a good, I've got a good feeling. Good things come in threes. I think that follow the world could be yours. I think that the list's really strong, and we don't really see many people moving towards a counter or have found a counter. Yeah. So no, I think. Well, example uh, there straight away. That's a counter right there. If someone played a Zine Charmer with Bellacor, yeah, Fate Weaver, that shuts yeah. the gash down for a turn. That could be it. <laughs> that could be your game there, just by shutting his magic phase down for a turn. God, that'd be horrible. You shouldn't have said that. Now John will do it. It's all right. <laughs> me and John meet game five again. It's just destiny. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm very obviously happy with my wins. And again, had uh, great games. Uh, and obviously hope to catch up with everyone in March again for the next event. And again, if it's three in a row, could we make it four? That's the question, Nathan. That's oh, come real. on. That's it. You, well, you, me and you would need to do it, wouldn't we? We'd need to yeah. win twin rounds. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> it, you know. It's it, technically it's not if so if I win for the overall we're gonna have this conversation in a month and it's gonna be up to you to make sure know, it's four in a row. 
I know. It's too much pressure. It does lead us nicely on to uh, shout-outs. So I think there's still places for Follow the World, isn't there? It's, yes, um, so. He says he he's increased the number. It's tempting me. I've got a massive fear of missing out right now. I, I dropped out of it last month because of finances. And oh, I don't know if I can if I can not play it. I'll need to see if I can scrape together the money for a ticket. But I would recommend anyone go. It's Common Ground Games on the 16th and 17th of March. Um, do we have anything between then and Twin Realms? Or is it straight on to Twin Realms, the doubles? I think it's Twin Realms, the doubles event. Yeah. Uh, there's a pack out for that now as well. Still Spaces for it as well. Yeah. Still Spaces, yeah. I think we're at 12 teams, I think. 12, 12 teams, I think, was the last I heard. Um, yeah. That's the 6th of April. And you can find that. We've got a Facebook page. It's also on TGA. Or yep. It's on the Just Mar Scotland Facebook and the Northern Alliance Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets are also on sale, uh, general sale for Northern Invasion on the 13th and 14th of July. Um, I would get them quick if you want to come. That's fastly becoming Scotland's premier gaming event. Um, it used to be a one-day event. Uh, last year was the debut for a two-day, and it's looking like he's moving towards... Uh, he's looking to do 50 people, isn't he? Um, mm-hmm. I think so far there's about 30-odd tickets sold. 31 sold, I think it was. So yeah, get a ticket quick, because they will definitely go closer to the time. And yeah, I think the last thing that we need to leave everyone with is please, 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 please leave us a review. Um, you can leave a review on any of your podcasting apps. I think you can do it on Podbean and uh, the big one as well as iTunes reviews. Um, let us know what you think of the show. And then give us a follow on Twitter as well, Sam, yep. at Nate underscore what's 89. Uh, I'm at Liam Adam Watt. And then we've got Scott Smith. He's at We Men. And Stu is at AOS Bat Rep as well on Twitter. So follow. We're all on instagram now as well uh sharing stuff there and if you see us at an event come up and have a word with us and let us know what you think about the show as well yep great to be people again they can easily talk about lists or hobby love uh i just uh last week got a game with a guy that's uh was he's he's quite new to the hobby he's obviously followed the old world he's he's on the edge of coming uh, to that event and uh we had an absolute great game uh, it was uh my first game against night haunt i've actually been able to dodge them uh, yeah. <laughs> since the debut came out. Uh, again, it's a, a less popular army. Would I say it? Ever obviously, all uh, legions of the Gash armies have night haunt units, but no, I've not played a full night haunt until that uh, that game on. And yeah, we had an absolute great game, uh, backwards and forwards, and free places of power. It was just fun. That was obviously, good. I've hopefully hook, hooked him, and I'll get him to obviously follow the old world. That's it. Play any of us and you'll be hooked. That's Unless it. you play yeah. Scott and you can only play two turns and you That's wonder, it. what yeah. is this two-turn game? Yeah. We should probably stop because he's not here to defend himself. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch Thank you later. You.
gotta catch him 